Well, thank you very much. And once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. A program here called The Mariner's Call from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 3, this particular time. Uh, sort of our little title for uh, the uh, sermon today or our teaching, Bible teaching, whatever you want to call it, the book of Luke, Luke chapter 3. Because of my past, I... Uh, I was raised a commercial fisherman. In fact, I am a fourth-generation commercial fisherman. And uh, many, many years ago, the Lord took me off of an old boat and and put me in the book, saved me, called me to preach. I'm thankful for that. But as a commercial fisherman, I learned a lot of things that had great value uh, in them, uh, practical value. And some things even uh, as I... Uh, Taking a look at it in a spiritual realm, as far as as far as a vessel was concerned, I had to learn the importance, and we'll think about this today, tonight, whenever you're listening to our program, the important of the importance of steering a straight course, steering a straight course. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter three, I'm going to read here. We have John the Baptist being introduced to the scene. The Lord Jesus Christ now is born. And to be introduced uh, before long, we think about his ministry, uh, before him being introduced into the ministry, we have the forerunner coming, which was John the Baptist. And it says of him in Luke chapter 3 and verse 3, and he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, this is Isaiah, and of course this is a quote from chapter 40. And it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths, the Lord's paths, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This literally would have been fulfilled if Israel, of course, through the life of uh, John being the forerunner, fulfilled if Israel had taken Jesus Christ to be their Messiah, was not fulfilled, these things that said in verse 4, verse 5, and verse 6 did not come to pass. All right. In the Bible, if it did not come to pass, it shall come to pass. And of course, this will be the millennial period of time as we see it yet in the future. But it says here concerning the Lord's paths, and that's what I want to look at, not the doctrinal aspect, but practically speaking. It says the Lord's paths make his paths straight. It seems as if straightness in the Bible has an identity and a symbol of good as it refers to God and God's Son. And then in verse 5, there's a word crooked, and the crooked shall be made straight. Crookedness is a symbol of evil. And of course, as it refers to the devil himself, all right? Straight, without curves or crookedness. Straight, that's the Lord's paths. Now, let me ask the question as we get started. Are you on the Lord's path? Are you on the straight and narrow? My dad, many times, my dad, uh, I was raised very strict. Keep it straight, yes, sir. Straighten up, yes, sir. Straight ahead, let's go straight, you know. Straight forward, sit up straight. I, I get that straight to me all the time. But with the Lord's, all oh, more so. The Lord's paths are straight, 
Are you on the path of the will of God for your life? Steering a straight course is so important. Crookedness, identified with Satan. What, Job chapter 26, Isaiah chapter 27, uh, Satan himself is called a serpent. You know what kind of serpent? A crooked serpent. The lost, the wicked in the Bible, in the book of Psalms, and the book of Proverbs, it talks about, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the wicked as far as their crooked ways are concerned, and their crooked paths. Straightness, goodness. Crookedness, we think about evil. Crookedness, you know, even what? Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15 uh, the writer there talked about this crooked and perverse nation. Now, I can't straighten out the world, but I'll tell you what I can. I can be straight. With God's help, I can stay on the straight and narrow. Are you steering a straight course? Who is at the helm of your life? The importance of sinning, of spending, and of steering a straight course is important with us physically as far as fishing people. You know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Now, that's a mathematical fact. You know, so, all right, when we left the dock, uh, we went straight to the fishing grounds. A lot of times, of course, that meant port starboard, port starboard. When we went out and got into the Gulf of Mexico, it's usually a straight shot to the fishing grounds. And my friend, if we didn't take that straight shot, what we'd do, we'd wind up losing time. And time was just so important. We'd not only wind up losing time, but we'd lose financially. If it took us a longer time to get to the fishing grounds, then that would mean the time we lost, we could have been catching, we think about the food, what I call the food of heaven, all from the ocean floor, all the fishes and the shrimps that was there would miss out, lose time, lose financially. Now, spiritually speaking, isn't that true? You know, isn't it sad that most people, are you listening? Most people wait until the end of their life to go straight. Oh, shame on us, you know. Straight, uh, it's important that we get on God's straight course because his past described as being straight. And if not, we're going to lose time. God has specific things for us to accomplish in this life. Most get sidetracked. Amen. Don't do that. You lose time, my friend. You lose financially. You know, there's a lot of God's people whom God has told us. We've promised in the Bible many places that God will meet our needs. You know, when we have needs at times, it's because we're not on the right road, you know? With us physically, as far as the, the fishing industry is concerned, if we lost time, then we lost financially. Suppose we lost a half a day or a half a night. Uh, that meant, once again, the loss of that amount of seafood product that was there. Sometimes, as far as this straight course is concerned, oh, if you wait to the end of life, you lose financially, not only just physically here on this earth, maybe needs not being met, but all more so at the judgment seat of Christ. What's the problem? If you're not steering a straight course, there's a problem with the steering. I wonder who is out here listening who is at the helm of your life? With us, with our boat, if there was a steering problem, oh, something was wrong, you know.
if the helm, if there was no response to the vessel, you know, something had happened, may be all the way back to the rudder of the boat, you know. A steering problem, you know. I, one time, well, numerous times, uh, there was a problem with the steering of a vessel, uh, and I wasn't steering a straight course because I actually went to sleep at the wheel. Shame, shame on me. I had a car one time. As far as this car is concerned, what it, it, it just always pulled to the right. I was driving down the road, and it pulled to the right. What? Something was wrong with the alignment, you know. Steering problem. If you're not on a straight course, if you're fooling around with those crooked ways, something is wrong, and it goes all the way to the heart. Who is at the helm of your life? I had to learn. My father would tell me from time to time, he said, Wayne, here's the wheel. He said, hold her. Let's just pull a direction. I like due north. Hold her due north. Yes, sir. And I'd go due north and then a little to the to the northeast and a little to the northwest. You know, my dad would come up and say, what are you doing? Steer it straight. Yes, sir. What I do is fight the wheel. I had to learn how. There was a special way to hold that and not just hold it still. A little bit to the starboard, a little bit to the port, back and forth until you found that sweet spot. But don't, he would say, don't fight the wheel. Oh, a lot of people are doing that. Oh, God's hand is on the wheel of your life, sir. And you're trying to go to the port or starboard, and you can feel the pressure. You can feel knowing that that's not right, you know. Quit fighting the wheel. There's a straight course for you to go, sir. Find that straight and narrow way. There's a steering problem. Oh, and if it continues, you're going to lose time. You'll lose finances eventually. You know, as far as my life is concerned, I don't want to get to the end of my life to start steering straight, because if that's true, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave behind. If you're not steering straight, you're going to leave behind. Are you listening? Sir, you're going to leave behind a crooked path. Have you ever looked behind a boat? My father, from time to time, he'd say, look, look, look back. Look to the back of the stern of the boat. Yes, sir. Look. And the wheel wake, the wheel wash that was there. You could tell I wasn't steering straight because it looked like a snake back there. The boat going to the port, the port, the starboard port, starboard port, starboard, just looked like a snake. Shame on me, you know. I was leaving behind a crooked path. I wonder if that's going to be true of your life. Oh, my friend, when they lay you in the ground, or even if our Lord returns, Do you leave behind crookedness that's there? The doctrine of sowing and reaping, my friend, is so real. It's important. What are you saying, Brother Mon? I'm just trying to say it's important to steer a straight course. I had to learn how to do that. And in doing that, I could stand in the wheelhouse. I could stand behind the helm of my dad at any particular time, which was the captain of that time, uh, would look at me, and he said, good job. You know, good job. As far as the Lord is concerned, I want that well done. Are you on the right course for your life? All the will of God. You know, you can't find this out on your own. Was it Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23? It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. I don't have enough sense to know.
where to go nor how to steer my spiritual vessel. That has to be given to God. Who is at the helm of your life? I don't want to leave behind a crooked path. What about your children, your grandchildren? What about those at your church? You're going to leave behind a crooked path. We're living a gospel, a chapter every day, by deeds that we do, by words that we say. Men read what we live, whether faithful or true. Say, what is the gospel according to you? I like 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 33. He said, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. I want to live in such a way that God is pleased. I don't want to leave behind a crooked path. I don't want to be associated with crookedness. I want to stay away from that. I want to stay close to God and stay close to God. That points to, we think about straightness. Are you steering a straight path. Are you still in a crooked path? Get out of that, you know. Uh, get away from that. Quit fighting the wheel. Ask God for, for some help. If you're listening and Christ is not your Savior, there's no way you can steer a straight path. It's going to be crooked all the way to the time that you meet God, my friend, face to face. Lost. Trust Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Ask him to be your captain. Turn the helm of your life over to him. Oh, he'll keep you on the straight and the narrow. He'll help you to steer a straight course. Oh, the paths of the Lord are straight. Now, until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.